Let's get into our conversation for this hour. Let me welcome onto the show Dr. Shahida Esak, who is a director for private higher education institutions in the Department of Higher Education Science and Innovation. Dr. Esak, good morning. Good morning, Levo, and good morning, listeners. You're speaking to Kathy Lowe, my producer. Which oh, okay. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, no problem, no problem. Uh, Dr. Whitfield Green is the CEO of the Council on Higher Education. Dr. Green, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, Dr. Isak. Morning, morning. I want to go back to what has sparked this conversation, which was really a complaint that we received from a frustrated student, Malindi, uh, who is a student of City Varsity in Bramfontein. Uh, she told us that the institution had given them notice that they are no longer operating due to being um, investigated. But this, of course, happened. Um, this was in the last two weeks. She, of course, said that it's given her quite a headache alongside some of her colleagues at the institution and that they had no idea what they needed to do from here on. Let's listen back to what Malindi had to say to us. So Malindi, if I hear you correctly, you're saying that there've been a number of problems at City Varsity, which you as the student body um, have tried to take action uh, against, have tried to get interventions on, and those have not necessarily been successful. But what concerns me the most out of all that you're saying is that, did you say on the 9th of January, the 9th of Feb? So literally last week, you get yes. notice that the institution is closing down. Yes. And this is when I imagine a, a lot of you are scheduled to continue with whatever program that you had enrolled for. Yes. For most of us, this was our third year. Yeah. And most of, most of and some of the kids, it was their second year in every department. Because they have seven different departments. And, and what reason do they give for why they're shutting down? In January, they sent out an email basically telling us that they are under investigation and they will tell us what is happening. And then apparently, they were fumigating the school. Okay. Mm. And we also didn't get we also didn't get feedback because they had promised feedback, and we didn't get feedback on what is happening and how the investigation is going. Will we open? Or not, so we didn't get feedback. The only feedback we got was that the school is closing. All right, so those are the concerns Malindi raised with us on the open line. Ndombi, who's also a former lecturer at City Varsity, shared her experience of working there. Beginning of Feb, that now the, the school is being temporarily uh, suspended without even proper explanation to it, all that was communicated was that there is an investigation by the highest uh, education. And the thing that actually prompted that investigation is because in, de- in December, actually November, uh, institution failed to pay its lecturer. And that has been happening since beginning of last year. Yeah. And it was also one of the reasons why I actually left 
in August, end of August, was because there were delays of, of, of salaries and there was no communication as well, no accountability from management. Um, a lot of the issues that were raised were usually guest, guest-led, especially the issues that affect students like facilities, um, uh, you know, safety, even like the basic needs, like having a clean toilet, like a lot of things were just uh, overlooked. But the reason that there is this current suspension mm. uh, is because when the the management did not pay staff end of November, staff then decided that they're going to withhold their mark. And then in December, now the institution faked marks and actually distributed no, mal- No, Ntombi. I am telling you, with evidence. All right. So that's just part of what we have been told about, you know, the allegations of what's been happening at City Varsity. Dr. Esak, let me bring you in here because as the Department of Higher Education, you've launched an investigation. My understanding is that it's into the entire group of of colleges that fall under uh, EDUCOR. Tell us more about what is happening. Okay. uh, Good morning, Cathy. I'm sorry to be speaking to you about these issues now because, you know, between the Council on Higher Education and the Department, we take the monitoring of private higher institutions very seriously. And our, our, key, our key focus, concern, worry is about students. And I have been at the receiving end of some very sad news. We won't go into the detail now, but it's actually very tragic. So I want to just clarify a few things here. The media has approached us regarding city varsity. It is not as if the department went to the media, okay? So that's the first issue. The second issue is that EDUCOR has a number of brands. It's Lasting College, Damelin, City Varsity, which are registered with the department as private hire institutions. They also operate in the TVET space, and they also offer skills programs. And there are many complaints that I did receive on the ETDP-CETA accredited program. But that I refer to the ETDP-CETA because they provide oversight over those over their qualifications. Then very quickly, there's also Inter College PTY Limited and Damelin Correspondence College PTY Limited that offer skilled programs. And the Quality Council on Trades and Occupations provides oversight on those two colleges. And we do receive many, many complaints from students on those two colleges as well. So when City Varsity says that they are being investigated, I'm not sure who they are referring to because the department is just one, one oversight body. There's South, there's the Labor Court, there's the public protector, etc. So I don't know who else could be investigating them. We will investigate on issues of compliance with respect to a number of criteria. But we also investigate all of the complaints that students do bring to us, and we refer it to City Varsity, and they have always given us the, the assurance that they are working on all of the weaknesses, etc., And we did give them time to rectify because there are students involved and we thought they would have the the 
ability to rectify whatever was going wrong, but it doesn't seem like it happened. And it's actually very shocking for us to see that they closed suddenly without warning, despite telling us in writing that everything is in order. Okay, so that's as far as I want to go for the moment. All right. A couple of things for for clarity, Dr. Esak. When it comes to, you know, the group of colleges that fall under EDUCOR, how many of them are currently under investigation? This is by the Department of Higher Education. Okay, so there's City Varsity, Damlin, Lightstream on the higher education side. On the TVEC side... Sorry, City Varsity, Damlin and? Lightstream College. Okay, so so they're all currently under investigation. Yes. All right. Now, I just want to add something here. The quality councils also uh, investigate the quality aspects of the offering of the program. So, Uma Lucy, you would need to speak to regarding compliance. And then there's also the department's exam section that suspended exams at one of the TVET colleges last year. And these students are running from east to west without getting any support from anyone. Now, the department has the department had to suspend the exam center because on the day of the exam, the invigilators didn't turn up. And they didn't turn up because they were not getting paid a salary. So the, the, the institutions where they run TVET colleges that are under investigation then, um, what are the names of those institutions? It would still be Damlet. Gamelin, TTY, I think it was Central Technical College. Okay. And uh, it's Central Technical College, but for more proper detail on that, you would need to speak to Uma Lucy and the department's exam section. Okay. From the department's point of view, why are you investigating them? What, in your view, have they not been compliant on? Okay, so we have the issue of the annual report. They haven't submitted all of the information. That's the first part. And secondly, we are inundated with complaints from students on all the EDUCOR brands. So whilst we work with students to try and resolve their complaints with the institution, we also have to um, uh, give the institution some space where they indicate that they are working on on the issues in good faith. So it's it's like time we give them the opportunity to rectify, but there's a time frame attached to that. So by 28th, they would have to submit and appeal to the minister. And so we are waiting for 28 steps to see what it is they are saying to us or are saying to the minister, and then the minister will take it further from there. But in the meantime, there are sudden developments, like the sudden unforeseen closure of the site, of the city varsity site in Brownfontein, and now we have to be able to address the student concerns. And city varsity also has a site in Cape Town, so on that issue, we haven't received anything yet, but the Council on Higher Education, we will request them to conduct a full quality investigation 
on those programs and operations as well. So, so, so the closure of, of these institutions was not prompted by your investigation as the department? Um, it might have been. So what I'm trying to understand is you say you're shocked that these institutions have shut their doors. And I'm trying to figure out why it is that you're shocked by it because you have been receiving complaints for some time. You've been giving them time to address the issues. They've not been doing that. Because just this year, when we we wrote to them, they came back to us. This is around Jan Feb, but the letter came to us in January to say that the, they remain registered pending the investigation by the minister and that everything at City, that they are still enrolling students at the Brownfontein site in City Varsity, at City Varsity. So that is why, that is my shock. It's been, we do, yes, the complaints are there, etc. But they gave us the assurance just a few weeks ago Mm. to say everything is in order. Dr. Green, let let me bring you into this conversation and you can speak from the perspective of the Council on Higher Education. Um, Frustrated students everywhere really for those that have been part of this institutions and now not knowing where to go. What kind of work are you doing into this matter? Thank you very much, Cathy. Um, Let me just at the outset uh, voice my extreme concern at the plight that the students find themselves in, as well as uh, the experiences that the uh, staff are having uh, in relation to uh, the range of events that are taking place uh, at these colleges. The Council on Higher Education is the quality assurance body for higher education in South Africa. It is mandated by the Higher Education Act to undertake that role. And it undertakes that role in two ways, through the accreditation of qualifications of institutions uh, and through institutional audits. Um, We have been privy to the complaints that are being received by the department. The department has been very forthcoming in sharing those with us. Um, These complaints have... uh, been considered uh, come to the attention of the Higher Education Quality Committee of the CHE, and the HEQC has also voiced its extreme concern uh, around uh, how these events are playing out. The HEQC did take note of uh, the uh, processes that are underway in relation to the department, uh, and it did agree at its meeting on the 8th of February that it would await the outcome of whatever was submitted to the department by the 28th of February before it took action uh, in relation to this. Just to say that uh, in terms of uh, the EDUCOR institutions, the CHE undertook a re-accreditation exercise of these institutions in 2019 uh, and withdrew a number of qualifications, withdrew recognition, accreditation of 19 qualifications from uh, uh, two institutions, uh, Damelin and Lyceum. Um, All right. uh, We were due to actually undertake a new exercise of institutional audits quite soon, which would have led to also further uh, uh, 
action if needed. All right, Dr. Green, I'm going to give you an opportunity to continue shortly. Sorry for interrupting you there. Uh, I just didn't want you to go any further. So when we continue, um, then we'll go straight back to the path of the the qualifications that were discontinued um, due to the fact that they did not meet the accreditation criteria at the institutions in question. It's 10.30. Time for the latest news headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. You're listening to The Talking Point. We're looking at the dysfunction um, that has befallen some institutions of higher learning, in particular those that fall under the EDUCO group, including City Varsity, uh, Damlin and Lassiem College, um, and Central Technical College. Uh, those are just among the list that have been affected. Dr. Shahida Esak is Director for Private Higher Education Institutions, in the Department of Higher Education. And Dr. Whitfield Green is the CEO of the Council on Higher Education. So, Dr. Green, I want to continue with you because you were speaking to us about the accreditation processes and um, the fact that you had withdrawn 19 qualifications uh, from some of these institutions because they had not met the compliance criteria. Thank you, Kathy. That is right. The CHE engages the private higher education institutions on a cyclical basis uh, in terms of re-accreditation of their programs. Uh, And the last uh, cycle for uh, the EDUCOR institutions was in 2019, which resulted in 19 uh, qualifications uh, for which accreditation was withdrawn because the criteria, the quality criteria of, of the CHEs were not being met. What is the status of your investigation currently? So, so we currently are not investigating uh, the uh, institutions. Uh, there is an exercise that has been undertaken by the Department of Higher Education and Training at this point, which we are following uh, and which we will then uh, uh, note the outcome uh, and initiate uh, a response if needed thereafter. Our process is... Um, uh, Uh, The standard process is uh, initiating a series of institutional audits. We have just completed 26 institutional audits of the public universities, and we are now initiating audits of all the private higher education institutions. Uh, The EDUCOR institutions would have been part of this cycle of audits where we would have uh, had a chance to engage these institutions uh, to understand uh, their prospects of meeting the quality requirements. Um, It is likely dependent on the outcomes of uh, the exercise that is underway with the DHET that we would need uh, to shift the uh, audit process of the EDUCOR institutions upwards uh, if needs be. So so in terms of this current cycle, the, the audits that you're talking about, have you spoken to any of the institutions that, that are under the EDUCOR group? We haven't spoken to any of them directly. We mm-hmm. engage them on the applications that they uh, put in for accreditation, uh, on site, uh, site uh, relocation applications and so on. Uh, we have been following the uh, engagements and communication with the DHET uh, and uh, the various entities in the group around the student complaints. These are always copied to us uh, as well as the responses. 
so so to what extent then is what is happening at the institutions something that you uh, as the council are not only aware of but are also doing something about so do you follow up let's say where the where courses have been um where accreditation and qualifications have been removed do you follow up to ensure that the institution is clearly communicating that um with its students so so when when these qualifications were accredited that was the process we had to ensure that um there was clear communication around the withdrawal of accreditation uh, for these qualifications uh, and these qualifications could not be offered once they were withdrawn that we talked out i must just also mention that the educor group did put in a core challenge at the point of withdrawal of these qualifications um they put in an urgent application for the decisions of the CHE to be set aside uh, which the court rejected um they thereby upholding the the uh, uh, accreditation decisions uh, of the CHE uh, and a more substantive uh, appeal to the court was due to be submitted by the institutions however they have not done so um the status so, quo for the 19 mm-hmm. qualifications are that they are not accredited and cannot be offered yes <clears throat> but because they are currently fighting that in court you could well find a situation where they're still offering those courses and and it's what i'm asking you uh, dr green have you verified that they're not offering these courses we would verify that through the next exercise that we undertake with them however if they were to be offering them they would be offering them completely illegally um uh, and they would be giving students a uh, qualification certifying students with qualifications that actually have no value um uh, in 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 the south african system why why does it need a separate process surely this is as good as saying um you know you are aware of problems at these institutions you're copied in the emails from students you have access to the prospectus that they put on the website what would be wrong with you seeing them offering um uh courses that you know they are no longer accredited for and then actually raising that certainly if we uh, if it was brought to our attention through any means that these qualifications were still being offered there would be direct action taken um because there obviously is a court order in place uh, in this regard we do collect data early from each institution on the qualifications they offer the enrollments that are taking into those qualifications and the graduations coming out of those qualifications and through that mechanism we can track what's being offered in the system and what's not our uh, information at this point in time is that these qualifications are not being offered or no new enrollments are being taken into these qualifications dr esak let me bring you in here because there is very much a feeling from the student and um the the, the teacher community the, the 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 lecturers the staff of 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 these institutions that they have been let down because they've been raising some of these concerns some of them say from as early as 2 years ago and nothing has been done about it um kathy it's uh, the they are correct my sympathy is with the lecturers and they are correct i want to agree with them i want to agree with them 
So we know there are all of these issues. And as soon as it comes to us, we raise it with the institution. And so what they do, uh, in terms of the Parja Act, we have to give them time to respond. And it's, uh, that process takes a while. That process takes a while. And so that is where the delay is. So yes, I agree with the lecturers and students. I am sorry. We are really sorry, but this has been a, a long process. And it's finally coming to a conclusion now. But but why does it also take place sort of behind closed doors? Why is the department not proactive in informing the, the, the student body and staff about the conversations that are happening? Surely students have the right to know. And the management is not going to be the one that that is is forthcoming with this information because they have an interest. They've got something to lose here. Okay, so what what happens, we have a register of private higher institutions and we issue certificates to institutions which they are required to display on their premises. So with respect to Lysine College and Damalin, it's in the public space that there are certain programs they cannot enroll students on, and they are bound by it. And as part of the annual report they submit to us, we do have the assurance that they have not enrolled students on those programs. Now, let me give you another example. When you, students do come, they do complain. We receive it. So on Lasting College, a staff cannot pay for a number of months. And just a few weeks ago, we received a letter from EDUCOR giving us the assurance that all staff at Lysim College have now been paid their salary. Now, when an investigation hasn't been concluded, by law, we can't go out to the public and say, uh, look, these are the issues, these are the allegations, etc. We need to bring it to a close, conclude it properly, and unfortunately, that takes a while. We cannot in between say these are the issues and we are still investigating. That's not possible. Let me bring into this conversation Ndogozo, who's called in. I'm, I'm, of course, going to be taking more of your calls on 086-000-2032. And you can send those WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Ndogozo, what do you make of that as a student that's affected? Which institution, uh, perhaps, if you can start off with it, uh, were you going to? Um, hi, um, this is Dawaza <laughs> as I said. Um, I'm honestly, I don't even know what to say because I, I won't lie, as students, we are really affected mentally. Um, some of us can't deal with certain things and such pressure in like the same way. Um, and to be honest, they even sent a letter speaking about how um, they spoke to certain institutions for us to enroll in um, as a I don't know, a second option, basically. And um, one of the institutions I spoke to, and they spoke about how, yes, we know and we are aware of what's happening in City Varsity. And mind you that the um, City Varsity management told us that not only did they speak to them, but they will kind of help us with the fees and everything. And to only find out that it's actually a lie. So they are still currently lying to us even after they've been going through all these processes. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it's like we are stuck as students and not only that, we, we don't have a way of moving forward because they left us dry. They don't care about what they don't care about our future, they mm. say that. They don't care what we have in like how we will continue with everything. So that's kind of concerning and honestly it's infuriating, I wouldn't lie. Um so yeah, we don't know how to move forward in everything, but we are trying. And in Tokoso, what year are you doing? Um, I was supposed to be in third year this year. Mm. For for yes. which course? Um, for acting, professional acting, mm. um, in BA. Yes. Had had you paid your registration fees for for this year already? No, because okay. um, after everything that happened in December, we just no, we couldn't trust the school anymore. Yeah. Dr. Esak, you you have many Ndokozos out there. What are they supposed to do? Okay, now, uh, Catherine, it's the first time in the history of private hire that an institution has fallen so low. Okay, now very quickly, by law, in such cases, the institution is required to inform students, which is what they have done. They are required to give each student a copy of the academic transcript, academic record. And they haven't done it for all because we are still waiting for them to get back to us on at least five students. Then they are required to assist students transfer to other public-private institutions. And they are also required to refund students where a refund is due. Now, from the side of the student, if they don't fulfill those conditions, the student, by law, is required to engage an attorney and such. That's the law, because the department does not have the legal authority to intervene on a dispute on a contractual agreement. So the student will have to pursue the legal route and speak with an attorney and engage that. So, Ndokozo, do you, are you listening to that? Yes, yes, I'm hearing it. Yeah, Dr. Essek no. is basically saying that you either engage lawyers or you go to the police. How, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I never thought that starting in an institution, I would have to get to this point, to be honest, because I'm thinking that I'm going to a school, getting education, doing something that I'm passionate about. Just when you find out that now I need to be grown up and kind of fight for myself to, to kind of get my education and justice for myself. So Sorry, I'm kind of... I have to just yes. intervene here very quickly. Yes. Right. But uh, those are the legal obligations and duties on both parties. But we want every student to contact us as well. Send me an email, and then we will look at it on a case-to-case basis. And and, and and the fact that this institution, or you know, some of the the the, the different um, groups in the institution, are also uh, accused of faking marks and coming up with marks that simply are not true. Um, Ndokozo, are you aware of that allegation? Yes, I'm very aware. They did that with three modules mm. because um, lecturers didn't submit marks because they weren't paid. So we kept on waiting for our results in December and they kept on delaying. 
for them to only say that these are our mocks are out. And we got um, communication from the lecturers stating that um, don't trust those mocks because we never, like, we don't remember submitting mocks. So, meaning that they forged mocks in order for us to get our results for the end of the year. Dr. Essek, even that in and of itself is absolutely problematic because how then can a student take that transcript and try and get transferred to another institution of higher learning? Yeah, you you are correct because, you know, we we will handle it. We will investigate. We've done the investigation. We need to between the department and the council on higher education, we would need to uh, understand how we are going to address it because it's a, uh, assessment is a quality assurance issue. But uh, it's, it's actually very sad because it devalues the qualification. And so we will have to work with individual students and receiving institutions to see what and why and what, what we can salvage in the interest of the students. And I've already Mm -hmm. done it for three, uh, and we will have to do it for all. I believe there are 50 students. So I want to give you my email address as well for students to drop, uh, send me an email. Okay. All right. All right, Dr. Esak, I'll give you a chance to do that in a moment. Ntokozo, thank you so much for for calling in. And and hopefully you'll send through your email so that um, they're able to help you. It's not just students that have been affected. It's also lecturers that have been affected. Um, You know, we we received this voice note and it's from one of the lecturers at City Varsity. Unfortunately, um, you know, this lecturer's name is Damien. And according to his mother, Damien was complaining about what is happening at the institution. It was not getting attention and it ultimately resulted in Damien taking his own life. Here's what his mother had to say. Oh, my God. Hi everyone, this is Damien Harry's mom, Renee Harry. My son was a lecturer at City Varsity for seven years. This past year, 2023, he stumbled a lot of um, grievances between payroll and all that. And it was brought to my attention. He showed me um, all the correspondence that he had had sent to head office and all that. he got a new GM and he applied for the job and then he got a new GM and unfortunately he didn't get the job so a lady by the name of Michelle had, had been given the job and um, she brought grievances against Damien for um, things that wasn't even in place. Um, yeah, there was cash money, apparently it was cash money that was gain missing and there was a whole lot of payments that people would put out on the streets, um, lecturers would put out on the street because they hadn't been paid and Damon went out of his way to go and help them and find, find them relevant accommodation. City Varsity didn't care. Um, Damon was a very vocal person and he he let everyone know that he wasn't happy and you'll see with the, all the emails that he was sent in that and eventually um, he went and exposed them because they were selling um, examination papers and that on online. 
and expose them and they said that please bring in a couple of disputes. Sorry about the dogs in the background. Um, that they was bringing the company into disputes and um, what he what he was revealing had nothing to do with the public, but yet again, it was public knowledge. It was on any any um, platform that you could find it on. And um, and they used that against him. He was suspended and um, he was not to see his students. They allowed him in on the Monday and on the Monday he went in and he was escorted by security to the HR and they ambushed him and he had his hearing and he wasn't even he didn't have an, a, um, a person to help him with all his evidence and that but anyway Damon did record it and um, unfortunately that's on his laptop I have got and I have got evidence of that and um, they ambushed him and um, they they said because he brought the company under dispute and that and with all the allegations and that but the allegations was tax fraud and all that because they weren't paying over the tax and um, they weren't paying the salaries. Um, I'm so sure the staff will actually be able to tell you that and you'll have um, affidavits and that they're stating that the staff weren't getting paid. Um, and unfortunately, my son exposed them and um, he went to the CSMA and they got the better of him and they threatened him and um, it eventually took my son's life. So, you know, and, and what she's saying about her son has been corroborated by so many lecturers from the institution who have been fired, who have been bullied, um, just for asking the right questions about what is what is happening. Dr. Green, it sounds like an absolute mess, and, and I am waiting for a point where I, I can feel like there is somebody that is that is in charge of the situation that will be able to restore the order that will be able to bring back um justice for these students and for these lecturers thank you Katie. and let me just uh, express my deep condolences to uh, Ms. harry on on damien's loss really really tragic um and really again highly concerning that we can have tragic events like this unfolding because of uh, institutional collapse. Certainly, uh, processes are underway. Uh, as uh, Dr. Isaac has indicated, the processes at the DHET are at an advanced um, stage. Um, we are, um, uh, by the end of this month, going to be in a position to understand exactly what the next steps are. The CHE is awaiting that information, that input, uh, and we will be acting directly thereafter. Uh, in relation to uh, our oversight around quality. Many of these matters are not quality matters, but many of them are. Uh, and certainly there's a role for the CHE to play uh, as soon as uh, we have clarity on outcomes of the process that's currently underway. Dr. Esak, what, what must, what must the, the staff members do now? You know, um Staff, uh, staff members would have to go to the CCMA and approach the Labor Court for assistance, like it happened with Lyceum College, because the similar exact problems are with Lyceum College and Downland, and in fact, all of the brands I, I suspect. 
So that is what staff would have to do, but they would also have to um, inform us as in the department and the council on higher education regarding all of what was happening. Because we haven't heard from staff directly. Many students have written to us from last year. They've been writing to us and it's building up gradually. We haven't received any information from staff members from City Varsity. Lashim and Jamalan, yes, staff members have come to us and we are aware. But the City Varsity staff have to write to us and give us a detailed report on all that happened. And regarding the non-payment of salary, etc., they would have to approach the Labor Court and the CCMA. Jenny in Cape Town says she studied at City Varsity in 1998. It had a great reputation and was still well run then. Um, she wants to know what happens to her qualifications now. Uh, will they still remain accepted? Yes. Look, her qualification will be recognized. It is recognized. Uh, if it was approved by the DHEC, accredited by the Oh, but 98 was before the registration came into effect. But there is, there is a clause that does recognize pre-99 qualifications. I've got a question here, Dr. Essak, from one of the students that is asking, why did the Department of Higher Education leave um, this problem to go on for so long? Because, you see, an investigation, it's, it's a complex issue, and the investigation does take long. It takes a while, and it, it, it's a bit more frustrating when the, when the institution says, we need more time to rectify. We need more time to rectify. And we did the same thing with Cedar City Campus. In fact, with Cedar City Campus, we allowed them to go on for like five, six years until finally it collapsed completely. So we try to support, but we are also very strict in the way in which we support. So yes, it might be the case, but unfortunately an investigation does take a while to conclude. All right. And in the meantime, I guess it's really up to um, students to try and, and figure out what they can do next. Please give us your details, Dr. Isak, for those students and staff that want to get in touch with you. Okay, so my email address is isak.s at dhead.gov.za. Please so spell that for us. It's E-S-S-A-C-K dot S, S for sugar, at d-h-e-t dot g-o-v dot z-a. All right. Th- th- thank you. Thank you for that, um, Dr. Isak. So the email address is isak, E-S-S-A-C-K dot S at D-H-E-T dot gov dot Z-A. That's the email address that you can use, whether you are a student or a lecturer at these institutions who is now obviously trying to figure out what the future holds, all of it. I think is beyond unfortunate. It, it is absolutely tragic because um, there's so many students that will now have to add another year of learning to their lives. Um, it, it's a delay that they unfortunately will have to take on. It's 11 o'clock, time for the latest news.